There are certain things that you're encouraged to be a fan of, and there are certain things that you're not encouraged to be a fan of. And I think that's part of the reason why the STEM space is still so predominantly male. This is Change the Narrative, the podcast about innovation in education and the workplace. I'm your host and tour guide, Michael Hernandez. Featured in Forbes 30 Under 30, Mary Jo is a born educator, from her start as a middle school science teacher in Houston, Texas, to her current work as a lead at Google on the education equity team, where she's working to develop computer science education programs for high school and college students of color. Aside from her time served teaching, Mary Jo was also a director of EdSurge, a member of the Scratch Ed team at the MIT Media Lab, and one of four founding education entrepreneurship fellows at the Harvard University Innovation Lab. She has spoken at Stanford University, the University of Virginia, TEDx Chicago, and South by Southwest EDU. So you were mentioning that you were really fortunate to get a shot editing at EdSurge and writing at EdSurge. Um, And I've spoken with some of my other successful female friends, and they've talked about this role of mentoring younger women in their industry and how important that is for the next generation to be successful. What's your take on that? that it's an absolute, it's mentorship is not, it's non-negotiable at this point. And the reason that I say that is because in working with Codenext at Google, um, a free computer science program for high school students, what I've come to learn is social capital has as much impact on one's um, job and career success as anything else. And so when I say social capital, what I'm referring to is the network of connections that an individual has that enable them to further their lives. Um, I think about my connection with Betsy, for example. So I was in grad school and I had basically a a mentor. My mentor really had become Karen Brennan, who was one of um, my professors and also was um, one of the co-founders of Scratch, um, which is an online um, computing platform. If any of you have ever seen it, it's block-based coding. It's really incredible. It's an amazing, amazing thing. Um, but Karen was listening to me talk and, you know, she was listening to me say things like, I'm really interested in getting to know more about ed tech and getting connected to other amazing women in the industry. And she said, you know, I actually know Karen Cater, who at the time was the current director of ed tech for the Obama administration. She said, let me put you in contact with her. That call with Karen Cater led Karen Cater to connect to Betsy and say, hey, I met this woman who is graduating from grad school. I think you should chat with her. And just hipso facto by all of those connections, that's really how I got the job at EdSurge, which then theoretically has catapulted me into a place I never could have achieved by myself. The intricate community of female connections that happened there was literally the only reason that I got the job at EdSurge. And when I think about that, I realized that that social capital that I had was really what contributed to my success. So when people ask me about mentorship, especially given just my personal experience with it, I'm like, yeah, that is absolutely the way that the world works. The thing that makes me a little bit nervous, though, is, you know, all those women, for example, the two Karens and Betsy, we're all white. And... The thing about mentorship that I find a little challenging sometimes is there is a certain degree of connection that does um, happen 
when you are working with someone that looks like you or had a similar upbringing to you. But I do think that mentorship also needs to cross gender, race, sexual orientation lines to really be effective. Um, we need to do a better job of making sure that mentors are, are connecting across all of these different um, communities because that's the way that you have social capital mixing from, from different spaces. And so as a result, I've really tried to spend some significant amounts of time at Google mentoring um, young women and young women of color coming up through the system because there is so much that can be accomplished even just by knowing one person who happens to be in a position of power. And I've seen that firsthand. Kind of related to the mentorship piece, what are some strategies that you'd give to women or girls who want to be successful um, with innovation in their work or their schools? So for young girls, um, this is always an interesting question for me because I went to an all girls school for high school. And I think in many ways that has shaped a lot of who I've become today um, because I was around a bunch of, you know, really powerhouse women who are still to this day, very, very close friends of mine. And we were really allowed to, you know, spread our wings. And I do, I, I have some hesitations about single sex education, to be honest with you, but I also recognize that it made me who I am today. And for that, I am extremely thankful. Um, I think that for young women, my push for them would be to to discover the things that give them joy and to pursue those as much and as deeply as possible. Um, I think there are moments when you're a young woman, especially growing up in America, where there are certain things that you're encouraged to be a fan of and there are certain things that you're not encouraged to be a fan of. And I think that's part of the reason why the STEM space is still so predominantly male because when you're a young girl, there are not a whole lot of things that encourage you to stick with that if that's what you're interested in. I mean, even just the fact that when I think about um, people that I looked up to as folks in the STEM world when I was a kid, most of them were male. You know, the Bill Nye of the, uh, the Bill Nye the Science guys of the world. Um, but yeah, but but my advice for anybody working with those young girls too is to encourage the crap out of them because. Those years when you're in middle school and high school, there are so many things working against you in terms of the things that you might be interested in that might not necessarily be as cool or as trendy. Um, and getting that encouragement from even a select group of adults would be huge. Now, as a woman working in tech, actually just as a woman in the working world in general, what I will say is, I do think that there are still trends in the professional space that keep women from getting the accolades and the leadership opportunities that they deserve. And this is something that I've struggled with myself. And what I always try to remind myself is keep pushing, keep going. What I would hate is for other women to get frustrated and abandon something because they just couldn't make it through. They couldn't break that glass ceiling because women have been doing it for years. And the only reason that like, I'm even probably largely at a big tech community like Google, for example, is because of all of the 
pain and suffering that my mom and my grandmother went through in their own situations as working women. Um, so I would say keep pushing. And if you need any encouragement, my Twitter handle is at MJ Mada, M-A-D-D-A online. And I am more than happy to share <laughs> why I think you're amazing and why you can keep doing this and why you are that much closer. Fantastic. That's great advice. And thanks for reaching out to all those folks out there. I hope you're as inspired by Mary Jo as I am and can use her insights as you reimagine your workspace. If you like the podcast, rate us and write us a review. It helps people find us. And don't forget to sign up for our monthly email newsletter. You can find the details on our website, changethenarrative.net.